Hey everyone, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast, where we are on a mission to help every person see themselves as a leader and to equip every leader to lead their teams with a clear, compelling vision. My goal for this podcast is to provide you with free leadership coaching so you can become a high performance leader who leads high performance teams to make a high impact in this world. And I am your host, Seth Yolorda. And I want to thank you for taking time to journey with us today. Now, today's episode will be a little bit different because I actually want to take a moment and address a recent current event that has taken place in pop culture. And that is the Chris Rock and Will Smith debacle that took place at the Oscars, where Will Smith walked up on stage and slapped Uh, Chris Rock because Chris Rock made a distasteful joke towards Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett. I'm sure you've heard about this a hundred times already. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then I just want to encourage you to go to YouTube and type in Will Smith, Chris Rock, and you will hear exactly and know exactly what I'm talking about. But I want to take a moment and address it because I had an experience today that really reminded me, it almost placed me in the seat of Chris Rock. Now, obviously, someone didn't walk up to me on national television and slap me, so it wasn't that extreme. But I had a situation that happened today that made me realize that there is a little bit of Will Smith in all of us. Like, I want you to let that set in. We, a lot of people, have looked at Will Smith like he was immature, like he was reckless, like he was and it was incredibly just unnecessary in every other you know, word that you could use to describe that act. And I understand it. And I'm not here to debate whether Will Smith was right or whether he was wrong for what he did. Uh, you know, we'll let you all settle that. But I think that inside of us, all of us, there is a little bit of Will Smith. And that is, there is a little bit of road rage inside of us where someone does something to you and you feel compelled to respond. You feel compelled. And regardless of the reason, you could be in defense of a family member. It could be in defense of someone else. You're right. I'm not here to discuss the details or whether he was right or wrong. The point is simply that inside all of us, if we're not careful, there is a little bit of Will Smith where we are confronted with something that happened. Maybe someone offended us. Someone did something to us. Someone hurt us. Someone took advantage of us. Someone lied to us. And we feel on some degree, this road rage, that's how I'm going to call it. We feel this desire to get even, to get back, to express ourselves, to put them in their place, to let them know that what they did is not okay. And I'm not suggesting that is an unnatural feeling. No, I think that, you know, we do need to stand up for ourselves, right? We do need to defend ourselves, but I'm talking about road rage, right? I'm not talking about defensive driving. (laughs) Defensive driving is when you're trying to avoid a situation, right? And so you're trying to deescalate the situation. Road rage is when you are in the driver's seat and your emotions are running hot and you are going to give that person a piece of your mind. You're gonna gonna drive your vehicle up to them. You're gonna flip them off. You're gonna, you know, throw some cuss words at them. You're gonna argue at them through the windshield. You're gonna do something because you wanna let them know that you don't appreciate what they just did. Today, I had an experience where I was driving down the road and I don't know what happened. The road was relatively empty. I mean, there were a few cars ahead of me and maybe a few cars a good distance behind me. It wasn't like it was bumper to bumper and it was just like a regular side street. It wasn't the highway. But out of nowhere, this this Jeep rode up next to me and clearly they were upset at me for something I did. 
right? I don't know what it was, but they were upset at me for something. Maybe I was on the phone and I was absent-minded. I might've cut them off. And maybe I didn't use my turn signal. I don't know what I did, but they were upset. So upset that they started swerving in front of me. He was hanging out the window, giving me the bird. You know, we were approaching a red light. And so as we're approaching this red light, I'm saying to myself, okay, how am I going to handle this situation? Because by now, my inner Will Smith is kind of agitated. My inner Will Smith is like, bro, like you want to, should we step outside the car and handle this? Like, how am I going to approach this when we now pull up to this stoplight, this red light, and we are basically have to confront each other. As we're pulling up to the red light, he is continually swerving and he's continued to like, you know, throw expletives out his window towards me. Then he reaches into his car and he takes out a Gatorade bottle that's like half full and he launches it in the air with the sole purpose of making sure that my vehicle is sprayed with his Gatorade. I immediately slow down. I let the bottle fall. It did get blue Gatorade all over my windshield, all over my car. And so I'm like, I'm frustrated. We roll up to the stoplight. And as we pull up to the stoplight, I'm still in my mind trying to debate, Seth, what are you going to do? I was already in road rage activated mode, right? So I was already thinking like, yo, I don't care who this dude is. I'm about to roll down my window. I'm gonna roll up on him real quick. I'm a, you know, whether I got a water bottle here, I'll throw the water. Like my mind is full blown in that space. Like trying to say, I don't appreciate what you did. And so I'm going to not just be defensive, but I'm going to, you know, repay evil for evil, more or less. By the grace of God, when we got to the stoplight, he turned right, right? He was upset. He turned right and went down the other road. And so there I was at the stoplight, still upset, still frustrated. Like, dude, what was this dude's problem? Like, I don't know what I did. Like, whatever I did, it wasn't intentional. Keyword, it wasn't intentional. But something happened that really set this brother off. And as I'm driving away and continuing to go to my destination, it just made me think about everything that we've been experiencing with this Chris Rock and Will Smith scenario. Because here I am in this situation where someone is clearly upset at me and he is the Will Smith walking on stage threw the Gatorade bottle at me. It more or less slapped me, right? Obviously not on national television, so there's degrees, but slapped me, made me feel small and minimized me, right? He did this, and so my immediate response, unlike Chris Rock, my immediate response was to meet force with force. Like, that's what I was going to do. My immediate response was to meet force with force. Luckily, he turned off the road, and we, it didn't get to that point. But as I'm reflecting on it, I can't help myself but think about everything that we just went through and saying, you know what? It took a lot. It had to have taken a lot for Chris Rock not to respond. And I don't know what, I can only imagine what was going through his mind. Maybe it was the lights, maybe it was the cameras, maybe it was that, you know, the entire world was watching him. And so, you know, he was literally under a microscope. And so he was much more aware of his environment, unlike Will Smith or, you know, Will Smith didn't care as much. But I can only imagine the level of emotional awareness it required Chris Rock to have in that moment for him to say, I am not going to retaliate, not just retaliate physically, but I'm not going to retaliate with some type of crass joke. I'm not going to keep this thing going. I'm not going to go toe to toe with him verbally. I'm going to acknowledge him like, bro, like what is going on? I'm acknowledge you. Okay. We gonna keep it pushing. We gonna go forward. As I am reflecting on this situation, both with Chris Walker and Will Smith and with myself, there is an invaluable leadership lesson in this. And that is when you are the leader, you cannot respond 
how you might want to respond. When you are the leader, you have to be acutely aware that your response is no longer just about you, but everyone is watching you. Now, I don't know, again, I don't know what Chris Rock was thinking. I do know that prior to this Oscars event, he's launching, I guess, a comedy tour and it's called Ego Death, which I'm assuming he's talking about like the death of the ego or something along those lines. And so it's really fitting that he found himself in this situation where he had to self-check and self-regulate his own ego. And I think that is a lesson for us as leaders, that when you think about how you respond to situations, we have to be acutely aware that someone is always watching. And I have to have in my tool belt a set of skills, a set of tools that I can deploy that will keep me calm in the middle of a crisis, that will keep me calm in the middle of attack. When someone is coming for me, either they're coming for me physically, they're coming for me verbally, they're coming for me professionally, I will not react but I will respond. Now, again, I am all for self-defense and I think we should defend ourselves from whether it's a, a physical attack, we need to defend ourselves, whether it's road rage, we need to engage defensive driving to avoid any escalation. Um, whether it's a verbal attack, we need to do use our words wisely so that we can de-escalate. Whether it is rumors or the gossip mill or whatever it is, right? The rumor mill, whatever it is that we are facing as leaders, we recognize to give Michelle Obama a lot of credit where she says, when they go low, we go high. Now, I just want to acknowledge that that is extremely difficult to do. And we even don't know what Chris Rock's long-term response will be like. I don't believe he's issued any statements yet. He could come out and he could still literally destroy Will Smith if he wanted to. Because Will Smith, essentially, in that moment, he gave Chris Rock all the power. And I think as leaders, we have to be aware that when we go on the attack, And that when we go on the offense and we are attacking people and we are belittling people for whatever reason we think is justified, we are giving them the power. And so in that moment, Will Smith gave Chris Rock all of the power. And now he is in a position of power where he can literally do whatever he wants. I mean, he could come out with YouTube videos and comedy sketches and he could just roast Will Smith for infinitum and Will Smith could really do nothing about it. Now, again, not debating the rightness or the wrongness of what took place. We know, you know, he it was in defense of his wife and people, you know, he made a joke that was, you know, unnecessary. We get all that. But my point is to simply say that as leaders, as we are leading our teams, as we're leading our families, as we are leading ourselves, we have to be extremely aware of how we respond to aggression. And we have to employ what I like to call micro meditations. What is a micro meditation? It is when you are in the heat of the moment, you engage your mind, your body, your emotions in a micro meditation where you might take 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds to just breathe, inhale, exhale, rub your fingers together, wiggle your toes, uh, inhale through your nose so you can feel the temperature of the air coming into your body. All of those things will snap you out of that 
emotional rage, that road rage that you're in, and it will allow you to settle into, okay, how do I want to respond in this situation? If you're a leader, what I want you to understand is that you do not have the freedom to react. You can react, but it will cost you. It will cost you influence. It will cost you time. It will cost you trust on your team. You cannot react. As leaders, we have to be aware and calculated, not manipulative. We need to remain authentic to who we are. We can tell people how what they did, how, how you experienced it, how maybe you didn't appreciate it, you were upset with it, you know how it made you feel. But all of those things, that is a response. A reaction is when you allow your emotions to drive your conversation and it leads you into engaging what I just called road rage, where now you are you have an axe to grind and you want to make sure you give that person a piece of your mind. We can't do that as leaders, unfortunately. I learned that lesson today, driving down the street, realizing that, man, when someone comes at me, maybe I did do something wrong. Maybe I did cut him off, but I was unaware Maybe Chris Rock did make a crass joke, a distasteful joke, and maybe he really was sincerely unaware. My response can't be to repay aggression with aggression. I cannot do that. And you cannot do that. We have to react. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're confronted with a harsh email that maybe the tone is elevated, maybe you're having a conversation with your spouse, your partner, and it's getting elevated and you are annoyed and the person's dancing on your last nerve. Maybe there's a coworker that you're working with and they just continue to push your buttons, like my mom used to say, and get under your skin. Maybe you're in a situation with a neighbor in your community and, you know, there's just ought between you and them because they keep parking on your grass. I don't know what it is. Regardless of the situation, if you are a leader and you find yourself in a space where your emotions are running high and the stakes are also high, I want you to engage micro meditations. I want you to take a moment. If you have the space to go on a walk, if you have the time to just engage in deep breaths, I want you to rub your fingers together. I want you to wiggle your toes. I want you to try to snap out of the road rage. And I want you to engage in defensive driving where now you're saying, okay, how can I back away from the situation? How can I deescalate? I want to defend myself, right? You have every right to defend yourself, right? Stand your ground but I'm not going to attack. I'm not going to become aggressive. I'm not going to repay like for like or evil for evil. Man, you know, it didn't hit me till today when I found myself in that situation where I said, wow, it took a lot for Chris Rock to respond that way. And as leaders, it takes a lot for us to also respond in a similar fashion. And so this is just one of those episodes where I wanted to jump on and just give you some reflection from my own experience in light of everything that's been going on with Chris Rock and Will Smith and the fallout and the aftermath. And I just want to encourage you as a leader to continue to lead yourself well, lead yourself well. And you can do that by always remaining in a posture of responding, not reacting, defensive driving, not road rage. 
this message is for me as much as it may be for you. And I just would ask that if this resonated with you, if you took something away from it, if you would please just like and share and subscribe and just leave a review, I would love that. This is a small channel that we're trying to grow. And the purpose of this channel is to bring vision clarity to over 1 million organizations. And so every week I want to be able to provide you with free tools and resources that you can expand your leadership capacity so you can lead with a big, bold, courageous vision that will inspire your team and change the world. Again, I was your host today, Seth Yolorda, and I will look to see you next time on the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. Peace.